0: Hey, do you need a UK representative, a Swiss representative, or a European authorized representative for your medical device industry? Okay, so you can contact now Easy Medical Device at info at easymedicaldevice.com. Info, I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com. And we'll help you for that. So talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazouzi from EasyMedicalDevice.com, and today we wanted to have a discussion about custom-made devices. So we talked a lot about um, normal devices, uh, so where we have to get a notified body, register, etc., get a technical file. But there is a special case which is custom-made devices, and some people are not really uh, understanding how this is working. So we'll try to explain that to you uh, with Eric Volbreck. So Eric, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast.
1: Thanks for having me again, uh, Monir. I feel a bit like furniture uh, by now, which is also often custom-made, at least in the old days.
0: Exactly. Ex- exactly. So uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I mean, custom-made is uh, something that is not new. It was already existing before with MDD. But uh, I think yeah, there are there are some changes with MDR. So I think mm-hmm. we have read to cover, if I can say, those kind of topics. Um, so, uh, Eric, uh, first, in terms of custom-made, um, do we have a definition, or how can we make a definition for people to say here is what is a custom made? Because I think this even this is difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the reason why, as you said, we we already had the concept of custom made devices in the MDD, huh? the, the the old directive. But what? people often forget is that we also had guidance on what a custom-made device is in the oldest MedDev guidance ever produced, the first MedDev from 1994 that already discusses uh, guidance for interpretation of the concept of uh, custom-made devices. And it even already has some of the elements that uh, uh, in the guidance that the MDCG has now recycled in its new guidance on uh, Uh, Custom-made devices, but let's first go to the definition.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a good reminder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is a definition because because the 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 MDR has lots of definitions, lots more than actually in the uh, in the MDD. And it's uh, it's it's kind of uh, it's it's actually I think one of the more complex uh, definitions because it uh, it's one of those with some elements and then some additional paragraphs. So it's really. So it's a it's a tricky one. So it's in in Article two, uh, Section three. So it's so the, the definition is any device. Yeah.
0: Always oh, have your
1: NDR handy. Exactly. I it's love my so
0: pocket format.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Also with one of these nice uh, ring binder thingies. Anyway, so it's any device, any device. And that's, that's an interesting one because everything that fits in the definition of device under the MDR can be a custom-made device. So, so as we were just discussing before the recording started, that can mean a lot because that, 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 the, these are the devices described in Article 1, Section 4. So that is medical devices, accessories to medical devices, and
0: even NX16 non-medical product. devices, exactly. annex cool.
1: uh, 16 products. So that's that's quite interesting that you could even have like uh, I don't know, uh, uh, custom custom 3D printed uh, uh, vampire teeth implants uh, yeah. or something like that. That's what you like because they're non-medical, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're aesthetic, depending on what your uh, aesthetic preferences are. Let's say you want to look like uh, Alucard from uh, Castlevania, for yeah. example. <laughs> you could also do uh, maybe do some uh, some nice other NX16 devices to go with that, like uh, uh, colored contact lenses uh, and things like that. But yeah, so that that could be that could that could be a, a custom-made device, even specifically made. Says the uh, definition in accordance with the written prescription. So there has to be some kind of document in writing. So not in saying, but in actually uh, in writing. So I don't know if any
0: physician or whatever will uh, kind of uh, prescribe these teeth, vampire teeth or whatever, but they can do that as soon as they have some kind of thing. As soon as they are authorized, they can do that.
1: Yes, exactly. So let's say, for example, I don't know, I might be in a terrible uh, psychological pain because I don't look like Alucard from uh, Castlevania, and uh, that somebody, some, somebody authorized under Dutch law to write me a prescription, like a psychiatrist maybe, could decide, okay, Eric really needs some custom-made vampire teeth to uh, end his uh, mental suffering. In that case, theoretically, <laughs> this is possible.
0: Okay.
1: So we, we need any person authorized by national law. So it, uh, that, that can be, yeah, that's basically anybody authorized to write a prescription. And this is, yeah, that, that, can, that can differ from one member state to another. For example, uh, uh, nurse practitioners in the Netherlands are allowed to write prescriptions for certain. Uh, uh, For certain uh, medicines and products. So, for example, a nurse practitioner could also be an authorized um, uh, um person.
0: Um,
1: Then um, the prescription has to be under that person's responsibility and it has to contain specific design characteristics. So the prescription has to contain something like Eric's vampire teeth should be at least three centimeters long, otherwise you won't recognize them as Alucard's vampire teeth, um, and should be intended for the sole use of a particular patient, don't give them to anybody else except to Eric, exclusively to meet Eric's individual conditions and needs. So it has to be, you could say, pretty specific. Yeah. So, and uh, also really geared towards that specific condition. So um, so that actually uh, that, that 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 imposes quite some uh, requirements for the prescription.
0: So uh, this is, I think, one part only of the definition. Uh, <laughs> the best part comes more. after. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I was going for a sip of uh, very strong coffee uh, for the rest of the uh, definition. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's, that's the excluding part. Eh? That's, yeah. uh, lawyers like to write these really weird things. So you've got a positive definition and then a negative definition. So the negative definition is that if you have mass-produced devices, which need to be adapted to meet the specific requirements of any professional user. So for example, uh, mass-produced devices that needs to be adapted uh, to the specific requirements of professional user. Could be, for example, um, uh, could be, for example, three uh, D printed devices, three D printed uh, splints, for example, uh, that are used for fitting uh, fitting uh, implants, so drilling splints with holes in it, for example. Um, which are then adapted to meet the specific needs of the user. So uh, quite a lot of these companies, for example, have uh, software suites in which orthopedic surgeons can then adapt the splints exactly to how they like them. For example, the splint can be uh, already be customized for a specific patient but the, uh, it might be that the, uh, that the physician says, no, but I want the, the holes to be drilled at a specific angle. So I want the, the, the prefix drilling holes at a specific angle. That's for example. So that's one of these characteristics. And if, the, uh, and if it's devices that are mass produced by means of an industri- industrial manufacturing uh, a process, even if it, if it happens in accordance with the written prescriptions, not custom-made devices. So it, it looks a bit like the hospital exemption from the ATP regulation that also says if you do mass production in an industrial process, no hospital exemption for you. The uh, same thing here with custom-made. So it's, so mass production, industrial process. These are the two criteria.
0: So um, mass production means you have machine and you produce when we hear mass production, we think we produce 1 million units per month or per year or whatever. So um, that
1: that depends because nobody means, nobody knows what mass production uh, means and actually even the, uh, even the the new NECG guidance is not not that clear uh, about it actually. So if I produce uh,
0: two units, it's mass production.
1: Yeah. Well, It's probably that's a bit low for mass production. But um, so what they do is basically they say, well, you have mass production. They refer in that guidance to an IMDRF document that says you have mass production if the medical device is based on standardized uh, dimensions or design. And it's not designated for a specific particular individual. And it's typically produced in a continuous production run or a homogeneous batch.
0: So yeah. So it doesn't.
1: So what they do actually is that they give a qualitative this definition of what is mass produced, just to avoid the discussion about how many.
0: Exactly. So um, I think this is uh, this is an important point because uh, we have maybe some some manufacturer here that are producing many units of a device and then they are adapting the device or they are making it Mm -hmm. uh, fit or they are making it uh, working. So in that case, it's not custom-made, it's uh, mass-produced and then you have to follow the normal route because there is two routes to follow for normal devices and for custom-made devices, it's not the same at all.
1: Yeah, Yeah, how I usually explain it to to clients and students if I teach about this is that uh, I always explain custom-made devices as one of the more bucolic uh, concepts under the medical devices uh, regulation and also under the MDB, which you can explain by references to uh, history when uh, amputation was still basically the only way uh, they had to deal with uh, battle-inflicted wounds. So you have a pirate, and the pirate likes to fight in ship-to-ship battle, and then suddenly uh, his leg is shot off. I'm not saying hers, because there weren't that many female pirates, so uh, sorry for that. Um, But anyway, so the leg is shot off, and then a unique Geppetto-like surgeon at the time is sitting down with a unique piece of wood, with a unique little knife and is carving then a unique bag leg at the unique length for this unique person. That's basically a bit how, uh, how this concept came about. So for example, or you have somebody with a uniquely deformed foot who goes to a, uh, to a, a shoemaker for orthopedic shoe wear, and this, and this orthopedic shoe wear manufacturer makes a specific shoe that fits the specific deformities of this foot for this specific person, because nobody has the same deformities. That's basically where this concept is coming from. And of course, uh, it's getting more, uh, more and more interesting. For example, with uh, customized uh, heart valves and uh, things like that uh, that are uh, customized at a specific uh, diameter of uh, blood vessels, for example. But if you are, yeah, already if you're looking at these those kinds of products, basically where you have bigger production runs of um, of de- of devices that are made according to specifications that can be specific to that person but are still standardized in the production process, then uh, under the new definition, it's it's pretty obvious that you're not a custom-made device anymore. So that's that's why the NDCG the, the distinguishes between uh, several categories, right? So you've got the, patient-specific devices. Yeah. So that's basically the pirate's peg leg that I was just uh, describing. Then you've got the patient-matched devices. These are, for example, typically the uh, surgical splints that I've mentioned that are 3D printed for a specific person, but still they are 3D printed within uh, uh, within a uh, design uh, software design envelope that... Um, uh, is uh, uh, validated as such. So, within, uh, let's say, for example, if you have a splint for, I don't know what this particular bone in your underarm means, but sh- which kids break all the time skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, so, you've got a surgical splint for that, for example. Then, uh, of course, this will all be done in a specific design envelope because no child has an arm longer than a meter, for example. So they will validate this uh, this this product within uh, within certain design uh, uh, envelope parameters, and then you can yeah well basically make as many as you like uh, in in a production run. Uh, I've I've been with clients uh, in their production facility for this kind of stuff, and it's really impressive because then you can also see that the production process is truly industrial because they have a whole production line with these big-ass 3D printers that just spit out these things pretty quickly for a 3D printer because for older <laughs> production process, it's still pretty slow. But um, so these are the patient-matched ones. And then you also have the adaptable medical devices. These are actually the ones that that are also discussed in the really old MedDev. So then typically you have to do uh, 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 a crutch that you get from the hospital eh? if you, uh, Happened to me all the time when I was still uh, still a competitive uh, track and field runner, that you have a running accident again and you almost tear out your whole ankle and then you go to the hospital and they tape up your foot and they give you these crutches and they have to make them in the right length. And then you can get stuck in revolving doors for a couple of weeks. Lots of fun. And these, these are typically uh, adaptable uh, medical devices.
0: So, um, can we say that those three products are custom-made devices, or some no. of them are not at all?
1: No, it's basically the really uh, patient-specific ones that are uh, that are the uh, uh, those are the ones that uh, are uh, custom uh, custom-made devices uh, custom-made device, because they are really they are made for this person specifically, whereas patient matched. Um, they are, yeah, they, they, they are related to this patient in the sense that uh, dimensions are related to the patient, but they are not made for, they're not necessarily made for this patient specifically.
0: Okay. Basically
1: what, as I've called it uh, in, in an old blog post of mine, it's like in-process customization. So you customize something in the production process, but it doesn't mean that it's a unique product for a unique person. It's basically just tweaking production parameters during the uh, uh, process, production process.
0: Okay. Um, as we said, so um, we have two types. Uh, I mean, we have normally a certain pathway to follow for, uh, mm-hmm. for uh, custom-made devices. Uh, before, we had no intervention of not- notified bodies, uh, so we had to create some kind of documentation, which is a statement uh, mm-hmm. saying that everything is... Uh, fine, we are following the regulation and we have uh, all documents to prove that uh, for each device. Um, And Now with MDR, there is a small modification also is that the notified body will be needed also for a certain type of devices. So is there a reason for that?
1: Yeah, it's because uh, because basically uh, the, the way it works with custom-made devices is that uh, under the MDD, you needed to do a, an Annex 8 declaration. Under the MDR, it's an Annex 13 declaration. But uh, nobody is really looking at the way you produce these devices, right? Because it's all exposed oversight by the competent authority. The only thing you need to do as a custom-made devices manufacturer is uh, notify the competent authority of the fact that you are a custom-made uh, devices producer and then on, uh, uh, you provide the yearly lists, for example, of the devices made. But nobody is actually doing a proper quality, uh, a proper facility audit uh, if you are even capable of uh, of making custom-made devices reliably. And there is a bit of a paradox there, right? Because on the one hand, you're not doing serial production. So why would you need a quality system? But on the other hand, you do produce devices. Uh, you have to produce them reliably. I mean, you can't just invent, reinvent the wheel for every uh, device that you produce and to sort of, yeah, put some... Uh, uh, quality control in there. They've decided that for implantable uh, Class 3 custom-made devices, you need a notified body uh, audit uh, as well. Yeah. Which I think is, is pretty sensible, actually, Uh yeah?
0: Exactly, and um, here it's a scope only on the, on the quality management system because as there is no technical file for a custom-made device because mainly, as we said, we are not manufacturing uh, all devices the same so we cannot have a, a dimension or whatever because it depends on the patient. So they are really coming to verify the quality management system and then providing you, a, is it a CE certificate or is it an ISO quality management system certificate for, for custom-made devices?
1: Well, that's a good question. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, if it would be an ISO certificate, you would need a standard that is yeah. certified again, and, and that's not specified in the uh, in the MDR. So it's it's basically it's a it's an EC certificate.
0: So EC for custom-made device. I mean, for specifically the scope of your device, uh, but. Yeah. Looking only at the quality management system. So it's um, something that is uh, interesting here. Um,
1: yeah, but then still, uh, you, are, you were saying that, uh, that, that there is no technical documentation. So, uh, but if you look in Annex 13, it's still pretty, uh, still pretty detailed on what you, uh, what you need to do. And especially, yeah. I mean, it has to contain a statement that, that the general safety and performance requirements in Annex 1 are met. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's almost technical documentation light, you could say, right?
0: Almost, but you have to do it for each device that you are uh, performing. So it's not like you do it for a series of devices. You have to do it each time you are manufacturing a new device. Yeah,
1: and, and, and that leads to a situation that, of course, nobody is going to rewrite MX1 for every single... Well, let's say I'm, again, I'm the, the Geppetto that makes peg uh, legs for pirates with my unique little knife from unique piece of wood... I'm not going to rewrite my whole Annex 1 for exactly. each new black leg that I do. So I will have a template for this. Exactly. Where I only need to fill in like the pirate's leg was this long and I used oak wood or birch wood. Uh, probably I mean- not birch wood. That's you will dissolved. not
0: redo biocompatibility. You will not redo all the tests because you are not redo a risk management because okay. the risk is the same. So I mean, it's, it's, it's that you have really one document, you copy paste, if I can say this one, for each each of the products, which is uh, understandable. Um, so in terms of the documentation, so you maintain them, so you don't send that to the authorities until okay. maybe they ask you to send that. So okay. if I can say nobody's reviewing that until maybe somebody asks for it.
1: And typically, they ask for it if you have some very unhappy patients, which can happen with class 3 implants, for example. If you you get your production process wrong, like, for example, I don't know, you get uh, standard uh, standard, uh, post-operative infections uh, for uh, custom-made heart valves or something like that. So So, uh, that, that wouldn't be nice.
0: Yeah. So as we say, yeah, when everybody is happy, there is no issue. But when somebody is unhappy, then starts the problems. Uh, and normally we have also one person, the same as a normal manufacturer. We have to have also a PRRC within our organization. So um, mm-hmm. it's a bit, or it's something that is needed. And there is also a difference here with uh, the requirements for a PRRC for customer devices.
1: Yeah, that's that's also something that, that uh, custom made manufacturers tend to forget a lot. Uh, the MDR is set up a bit differently from the MDD because the MDR has this nice Article Ten <clears throat> for the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, nerds, uh, the ring to bind them all. Yeah, right. This is basically the article that keeps the whole MDR together, if you uh, if you will. And this Article Ten. Uh, And the whole MDR actually uh, applies to custom-made devices as well. So you only need to do something where the, uh, or you only need to not do something where the provision in the MDR says this doesn't apply to custom-made devices and usually also devices for clinical uh, investigation. So BRC, Article 15, that's also applicable for uh, custom-made devices and uh, there is something interesting indeed with the uh, with the custom made devices prc because the custom made devices prc has different qualification requirements yep. and the difference in qualification requirements is that the um, uh, that the uh, prc for a custom made device may demonstrate the requisite expertise referred to in the first subparagraph so you thou shalt have a competent PRC uh, by having at least two years of professional experience, and now here it comes, within a relevant field of manufacturing. Yeah. <laughs> Clinical expertise, nah. <laughs> Medical expertise, nah. <laughs> <blah. laughs> as long as you as long as you know how to 3D print or 3D mill or or I don't know, uh, laser sinter or something like that. Yeah, fantastic. You can make, uh, then you are a, a, a true Geppetto and you can make a custom-made device or you can be a PRC, then you know what you talk about.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, I mean uh, on, the, on the first uh, requirements for a normal device, it's one year of experience. Uh, on this one, it's two years, but apparently, even me, I have never worked on a custom-made device company. I mean, I worked on some, but if I have never worked on some custom-made device companies, I am still qualified because I have knowledge on the relevant, uh, if I can say manufacturing. Uh, I, could uh, but, be, I
1: could be a PRC for uh, custom-made devices. I can, I can program a bit, and I've been uh, digging around with 3D printers for some time. So hey i have uh, relevant experience uh, i have uh, experience in in a relevant field of manufacturing so it's if you need anyone experience but uh, since I've been doing this uh, in my uh, to get some uh, understanding of how this works for my work, that uh, might be professional experience. I mean, nope. this is a weird low threshold, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you need a new one, you can call Eric Wolbrecht. He can help you for, <laughs> for this uh, for this function then. Um, I will pretty print your vampire teeth. <laughs> <hopefully>. <laughs> Uh, we have also article 23 on uh, components, parts, replacement of devices. So uh, mm-hmm. is this also applicable for custom-made devices?
1: Well, that's, that's, that's an interesting question because uh, one of the things that I think the, the MDCG guidance uh, uh, puts a lot of attention to is can you have a custom-made device that is made up out of components? Okay. Because as I, as I said, basically, where the custom-made devices come from is like, I make a unique orthopedic shoe. I make a unique pirate's bag leg, uh, so to speak. But uh, of course, custom-made devices have gotten way more complicated. And the MDR has got quite a number of uh, provisions on, that can apply if you uh, knock one thing together from a couple of constituent other things, that right? can be procedure pack, can be a system, but a system can also be a device by itself, and uh, or or it and a device by itself can have replaceable components. So, what the NDCG says is yes, this is totally possible that you have a custom-made device that is actually comprised out of. Uh, comprised of uh, uh, different components, which may also include medical devices and components. And if you have components that can wear, uh, then you are squarely in Article 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for example, uh, uh, I've really given it some thought to see if I could come up with with uh, with a uh, with an example, because unfortunately they don't really give examples uh, in the uh, guidance uh, on, uh, on this point. But I thought, so let's say, for example, uh, uh, I, am, uh, I am an avid hunter and I'm cleaning my hunting gun like I do every Saturday night before I go hunting on Sunday. I forgot that my gun is still loaded and then shoot off half of my face. Then... Uh, uh, and so let's say then, for example, uh, uh, um, completely like $6 million man, uh, like very old TV series, boys and girls,
0: yeah.
1: uh, somebody makes, uh, makes a custom made device that basically uh, partially replaces my face, but also has a device fitted in, which is a camera that goes into my optic nerve and allows me to see again. So then I have a nice, uh, and, and that all fits exactly in the unique hole that Eric shot in himself uh, while cleaning his hunting rifle on a, on a Saturday night. So then on a prescription of my very concerned uh, doctor. And that way you could actually uh, you could actually have a nice custom-made device that has a device in it because the, let's say, the optical nerve interface and camera actually something that exists already, actual medical devices that is fitted into the custom-made uh, custom device. Since the, uh, the camera for the optical nerve interface also needs to be powered, we will have batteries in there. So I will be a proper cyborg, yeah. but also completely in Article 23 for the batteries, for example, or if the camera needs to be uh, replaced. So that could be could be a, a uh, uh, yeah a custom made device that's actually made out of uh, uh, discrete components, but it could also be a singular device. It could it could even, depending on how how it is made, it could also be uh, if it's made in a specific design envelope, for example, uh, it could be. Uh, Let's say, for example, the the, the company that does this for me is very successful with it. And this is a very nice proof of concept. And then they decide, you know what? This is actually, this is the shit. We are also going to make this for people that um, that actually lose part of their face because of bone cancer in their skull, which often compromises the eyes as well, by the way. So then you have a fantastic thing because then they can just make MRIs of people and they can use basically make standardized versions of this device. And this is interesting in the MDCG guidance because it says the fact that the device is patient-matched based on an MRI scan, which shows the unique patient, that is insufficient to say that it's a unique device for that patient, so that the fact that you make it for a patient's unique scan, for example, is not determinant for it being a custom-made device. So this is, this is a very complex custom-made device uh, that we've just discussed with yeah, all the elements of Article 23 in there as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, as we said, there is really a lot of complex cases maybe because as it's made, we have an unlimited number of, of cases that are possible. So yeah, we have uh, really to um, look at that on a case by case to to define if, For example, this is a patient-specific patient match or adaptable device. But um, I, we said at the beginning that uh, the there is an authorized person that is kind of signing a prescription and sending you the details and information. So here you have the personal data of the patient so what is the law related to that i mean you are getting the name maybe i don't know if the name is there but the dimension the information etc for for this person etc so at the end there is some kind of personal data management also here
1: yeah, definitely. So, what you can, what that that is, that is something that uh, that's also often overlooked. That uh, there will be communication between the prescriber and the health institution that the prescriber works at, and the uh, and the custom-made devices manufacturer. Because especially for a custom-made device, a manufacturer may even need a varying degree of access to the uh, uh, to the uh, medical file of the patient. Let's say, for example, I don't know if if we go back to uh, my complicated facial reconstruction uh, with a camera in the optic nerve, uh, a custom-made device. It might be that uh, that there's all kinds of things that they need to know from my uh, from my uh, health records, like for example, uh, uh, specific metal allergies and intolerances. Um, Uh, blood group uh, because uh, uh, maybe other intolerances because it's going to be coated by all kinds of stuff that doesn't make my body reject the implant immediately. Um, And also, yeah, the very fact that it is matched to me, which is actually a requirement for the prescription, makes it personal data already. Because even if I am described as patient XYZ123 on the uh, on the prescription to the uh, to the custom made devices manufacturer, I am still identifiable because the hospital knows who I am. And if the implant comes back, then me and the implant can still be matched. So even if you are dealing with coded patient information that is passed to the uh, uh, to the uh, custom made devices manufacturer, it's still personal data that the General Data Protection Regulation applies to. So as a custom-made manufacturer, custom-made device manufacturer, you need to know under what capacity you are cooperating uh, and receiving this data. So you would need to know whether you are a processor of personal data for the health institution, for their purpose of making me my custom-made implant, or whether you are also processing the data for other purposes. Because because, uh, it is also mentioned in the MDR that a custom-made devices manufacturer needs to do post-market surveillance. Yeah. And if you need to do post-market surveillance, that is not an objective for which the hospital generally gives my personal data to somebody else because that's just for making the implant. So if you need to do need to use that data also to do post market surveillance data, you become a responsible. Uh, you become um, party under the GDPR as well, which you need to uh, uh, also need to find a, a regulatory uh, way to work with, because then it means that. You might need to have the consent of the patient that their uh, personal data is also used for uh, post-market surveillance, for example. Yeah. So it's a no, th- lot more complex than than companies often. I think.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, it's important to say that to the to the manufacturers of custom device because they they as I've said they maybe think oh because I just have a coded. Uh, information. I don't know who is the patient, so I don't have personal data, but in reality, you have. So uh, it's important that you are putting in place a a GDPR system. You are having some GDPR compliance uh, procedures also available and that you can prove that you are um, getting the data and having uh, can, can inform you in case there is any breach or uh, on, on your data information or, or this kind of thing. It's a
1: mistake to think that it's not personal data if you personally cannot identify the patient. Because if, if the hospital can identify the patient, then it's still the patient is identifiable. It's a bit the same like if I take out some little data, like for example, uh, I do this, right? So now Eric is gone, right?
0: Yeah, just because I don't see your eyes, yeah.
1: <laughs> ah, no, Eric is not gone. Well, Eric is still here because you can still see it's me. Exactly. I've just removed some characteristics.
0: So it's, it's, it's important here that, uh, yeah, we, we, you are putting that in place. But as we said also for post-marketing survey, and so there is a requirement, I mean, you can think that maybe oh because you are having only one product for one patient, etc. So there is no need for you to follow up with this patient because it will be done by uh, by, uh, by 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 the, the practitioner. But there is a requirement for post marketing surveillance on the MDR also for custom made devices. So how are we doing uh, post marketing surveillance when each of the device that we are placing on the market is different, is not matching the same uh, characteristic, etc. So is there a strategy here?
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's that's also discussed in the MBCG document uh, to an extent, because, of course, you are never, like like we said at some point, you are never completely reinventing the wheel. It's not like you're making every custom-made device that you make from a completely different material for a completely different person, uh, using a completely different production process, doing everything completely different. So that means that that there are always fields of overlap that you can uh, define, like for example, uh, let's say uh, 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 in case of my custom-made uh, cyborg uh, implant, it could be that, uh, I mean, they always use the same specifications of camera, for example. They always use the same specifications of optic nerve. They always use the same specifications of, uh, of the... Uh, 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 of the outside of the implant, space-grade titanium. Uh, they always use the same production process. Uh, that's uh, laser sintering of titanium. And so these these are all overlaps that you can do post-market uh, surveillance on. In the end, if if you are actually specialized in a particular type of custom-made devices, you'll see that there's even not that much difference uh, between different. Uh, uh, except that it is really for a specific patient. So the production techniques will be the same. Materials will be the same. Uh, uh, unless you are making, I don't know, this this custom-made implant in a category from bacteria to dinosaurs, then uh, there okay. will be a lot of overlaps that you can do post-market surveillance on. These you have to define, actually. So that's also... the. If I were a competent authority, this is what I would audit a custom-made devices manufacturer on as a start, because it really shows whether you understand your own production process, whether you are able to function as a company that does this kind of thing. Because I don't care about the Geppetto that makes two peg legs a year. That's, that's really not the kind of uh, risk I would like to regulate as a regulator, but it's really... The companies that churn out uh, uh, lots of custom-made devices uh, because we've established that it's not about the numbers. It is about uh, the way you produce them, whether it's mass production or not. So theoretically, you could... You could produce millions of custom-made devices uh, per year if you're Willy Wonka and you've got enough uh, Oompa Loompas, You can make as many <laughs> custom-made devices as your Oompa Loompas can turn
0: out. Exactly. So, uh, in the, in the, so I, I think yeah, we covered here all the all the questions that we can have for for that. Um, the 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 customer device has seen uh, as, as we said is uh, getting more and more regulated now. So there is also there will maybe more questions that will come from your competent authority. Um, so um, we have also um, a lot of uh, information on this MDCG guidance. So don't hesitate to go to the MDCG 2021 dash 3 which is uh, answering a lot of question a uh, question about about custom made device and mainly you will also see some examples there uh, that we didn't discuss uh, on this uh, on this um, elements on this uh, podcast um you ha- we have also your book so uh, you have the book um that you have published um is there any more information on custom made device there
1: uh, yes, uh, I've annotated all the relevant uh, uh, all the relevant uh, uh, articles on uh, custom made devices uh, with quite a lot of detail. So uh, it's, I think. I'm not sure from the top of my head if I've also uh, addressed the uh, the, the NDCG. Let's uh, let's take. So, a look. If,
0: anyway, for people that, that uh, really uh, want to get more understanding of the MDR and IVDR, so Eric Volbrecht has also published a, a book where there is a, a lot of information. <laughs> he annotated a lot of detail, a lot of uh, provided a lot of uh, information to help um, uh, people so that uh, that you get really a better understanding of that. I think you have a new edition that will come maybe uh, next year uh, after maybe more year. MDCG it'll guidance it'll that are published. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, we have also this IVDR proposal that was published, so if it's accepted, there will be some modification also here. So um, there is a, a, always some chances, but here, yeah, you have a book that can really help you on, on uh, understanding a lot of uh, things on MDR. Not only custom-made, but a lot of uh, other things. I will place anyway the, the link on the show notes, so but you can go on the Eric Volbrecht's um, uh, blog, blog. So there is also the link uh, of uh, all the, the information for, for the ebook and Eric is also blogging a lot so he has also a lot of uh, information that is uh, published each time there is a new thing that is uh, <laughs> that's coming on the air
1: not well, as much uh, as I like
0: yeah <laughs> exactly
1: too much work stop sending me work you people <laughs> I mean, problems. Those I suppose, in, few, I
0: suppose <laughs> in a I suppose in few years we will be um, in a more stable way, so there will be less maybe, to talk about. But for now, yeah, there is a, with a lot of uh, stories that we can uh, we can uh, write and uh, and uh, tell to people there. Um, okay, so good. So thank you, Eric, for that. So uh, for anybody that looking at this uh, this video, or this podcast, so don't hesitate to share that with the people that are really uh, needing to get some information about MDR, IVDR or medical device in general. Uh, You can also go to the YouTube channel and put uh, some comments and questions I will transfer that to Eric if there is anything that uh, where he can help on that. And uh, yeah, um, don't hesitate also to tell me if you have any uh, question because custom made, for example, is one topic that people were asking me a lot. Uh, the previous topic also that we had, uh, each time there is some topic that I'm, I'm, I'm pre- putting on the podcast because people are asking me a lot of questions on that. And then I can try to invite the right people to, to try to answer to, uh, to us on that. So don't hesitate if you have any question, let me know and I will try to, uh, to uh, organize an episode for, for you on that. Okay, Eric, so it was really a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, and I wish you a nice day. Sorry for the strong language. Thank you, no problem. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it, and also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.